Shall we begin? Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure? It's time. It's time. Do you need to say it's time? Stay calm. Then laugh. Gentlemen, it is the Vent Lab. Welcome back. Stay inside. It's not safe to go out right now. Nathan, how are you doing tonight? I'm great. I'm inside. It's fine. (laughs) It's okay. You're inside now, but you're one of the few that gets to go out because you're essential. I'm essential. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, dude. Do you know what I got in the mail today that I'm oddly excited about? Oils, essential oils. No. No, no. Oh. I got a mask from Charlie Hustle. Ooh, I was kind of close. Wait a minute. Who's Charlie Hustle? That, that's the company that's the Kansas City company that makes the clothes with the heart with the KC inside of it. They're like gotcha. super popular. Anyway, so whenever you say mask, are we talking like I'm talking mask like a mask to wear when I have body. to go to the store for essential oh, items? Oh, wow, that's not the kind of mask I was. That wasn't even on my radar, actually. I no, was thinking either that or chainsaw mask or like cute. Jason. It's white with like these little blue tie backs, and then it has a little red heart in the corner, and it says KC in dark blue, like. This mask is like as fashionable as mask masks can come. I don't know. I see a lot of fashionable masks out in the essential work business flow area uh, building. Like what? Uh, I saw one today with little chibi Avengers on it. Well, that's not fashionable. That's just fun. Yeah. Uh, there's, ooh, you know what? There's this guy at Amazon. Uh-huh. Don't tell him I told you this. Okay. But there's this guy that works at Amazon, and he's got several different colors of masks made from bandanas. Uh-huh. And for every different color, he has something like another matching piece of clothing to go with it. So like he has an orange uh, bandana mask, and then he also just wears like a orange bandana around his head with that one, and maybe like an orange shirt. Uh huh. Yesterday. He was wearing a green bandana mask and he had <laughs> matching green socks. Uh-huh. Pulled up and he was wearing shorts so you could you could really see his green socks. Uh, one day he was wearing red and uh, I, I don't remember what he was wearing that was matching it that day. Uh, but I'm really excited to see what else he comes out with. I'm really hoping to see maybe like a purple one and I'm hoping that he just pulls a prison mic. <laughs> you know, gets an yeah. man over his head. This this whole mask thing is a full on fashion statement that I didn't expect in 2020. Yeah, you know it's been going on for a while in the uh, in Asian cultures. I think the Western world is just slow to get there. Yeah, know? kind of like the virus, slow to get here. But you know, once yeah. it got here, it just spread like wildfire. I'm sorry, that wasn't funny. 
<laughs> coronavirus is very serious and people are dying from it. I should not joke about it. I apologize. On, I apologize. But the fashionable masks, when they started having companies like Under Armour was making masks and Nike was making masks, then all of a sudden I was like, oh, if I was like a healthcare worker, I'd be like, hey, where's the Under Armour masks at? I want the name brand Under Armour one. Yeah. I don't want the one that Susie down the street knitted. I want a name brand mask. Like, I wonder if they like when they get like the boxes of masks, if everybody's like going for those like name brand ones or if they're like, you, I just need a mask. You think they got any like Gucci masks yet? No. Well, no, you know, the, I, I doubt it. I, I'm green. sure there's people that ordered Gucci masks, but I, I don't know that Gucci has made any donations. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of coronavirus, so I came across some audio the other day of somebody that was like clearly explaining the situation because it can be really confusing because this is all just really evolving information. And so I just thought I'd share it with you, okay? Just to clear everything up for everybody. Okay. 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 Here it is. It can only kill people who are vulnerable and also those who are not vulnerable. We should stay locked down until the virus stops infecting people. And it will only stop infecting people if enough of us get infected that we build immunity. So it is very important that we get infected and also do not get infected. Is that clear? It's kind of it's kind of like when we explained in the beginning when we were like, okay, you're probably going to get it, but you're Uh probably going to be fine. But if you're going to die, you're probably going to die. Right, right, right. Yeah. I don't know why people are so confused by this. No, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Like you want to avoid it. But I mean, you know, of course, uh, in order to build an immunity, you have to get it. So uh, go ahead and get it. But don't. Uh, don't get it, though. You know what else has come along with this quarantine that's just been insane? Um, My dreams, Nathan. Oh, yes. I have always had really strange dreams, like sci-fi movies. Like, if somebody could get a hold of the dreams that happen inside my head and create movies from them, there would be some fantastic sci-fi movies but the quarantine hold of the dream team am i right (laughs) (laughs) Uh. but but the quarantine has like taken my dreams to the next level like there was one night i had a dream that i had an octopus that i was fostering and it just kept getting out of the bathtub and that was really frustrating but then the other night I had an even crazier dream and I'm only going to tell you like the three main points that were in my dream. And I want you to try to tell me what you think my dream meant. Okay. Can you be like a dream interpreter for me? I'm no Joseph, (laughs) but I'll give it my best shot. Okay. Okay. Who knows? Maybe I am a Joseph. We'll find out. We'll find out. Okay, you Ooh, ready? Cool. I could make mad money. Can you imagine? Yeah, there's yeah, a, okay. another side hustle for you. You've got the goat thing that we talked about on the podcast on Friday. Was that? I don't even. Um, I don't even know what day. I think that was Friday. Talked about yeah, you doing Zoom calls with the goats and now dream interpretations. Okay, here's my dream. Are you ready? Yep. The zoo. Okay. Hair dye. 
and burning clouds falling from the sky. Ooh, that's not good, Rebecca. It, it, right. That's okay, explain. Good. Explain this to me. Each, each one of these uh, resembles a decade of your life okay. that has been yet to come. You're, thir- <laughs> you're, th- you're 40 now? Yeah. So by mm-hmm. the end of this, you'll be, well, I'll, I'll explain where you'll be in, in oh, a Oh, gosh. Moment. Okay. The zoo is what the next 10 years of your life is going to be. And that's not going to be a bad thing. Okay. Uh, zoos, zoos can be fun. Typically, zoos typically, people say, oh, this place, it's a zoo in here. Like, it's crazy. It's whack. It's a mess. But in this sense, it's more of the entertainment side of zoos. People like going to zoos. They take their kids to zoos. They have picnics at zoos. It's an overall great place to be. So people and are so, going to be like visiting my life, but I'm going no, to feel like I'm in prison? Well, you will have lots of visitors. <laughs> oh, gosh. But yeah. don't like, like good kind of visitors. Holy cow. Okay. Remember, it's still a zoo. But there's also going to be many, many entertaining aspects of okay. your life, all in the good sense. Okay. What about the and hair dye? Also profitable. What about the hair dye part of my life? The hair dye represents color, but also you're going to go gray, and so you're going to be the color. <laughs> That's um, probably accurate. <laughs> let's see. That'll be for the. Let's see. That'll be the the fifties. Sixty. No, you'll be. I thought this uh, decade the zoo was the forty to fifty. The hair dye will be fifty to sixty. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, Thank you, Dream Interpreter, for figuring that one out. I was making sure you were listening. Okay. All right, making sure you're tracking. Okay. The uh, the hair dye represents all the colorful um, interactions, situations, just overall. Um, it's not going to be a boring time. I should just say that. It's going to be a very colorful time and a very pleasant time of life. Okay, but what about the burning clouds falling from the sky? Yeah, you're going to die. <laughs> um, so from 60 to 70. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like I'm going to die in my sleep. No, you, you will very much see it coming. Um, and it will be sheer horror and terror. <laughs> and oh my gosh, I hope I'm not a modern day Joseph. <laughs> if so, I'm so sorry. Okay, let me tell you, the whole burning clouds in my dream was pretty spectacular because it was this storm that was coming and it was like the clouds were really, really low, like almost like I could touch them. And then all of a sudden, kind of like when a sunset lights up the clouds and it's got that bright edge to it, like the mm-hmm. silver lining, but it was like a fire lining on the clouds, but then they started burning almost like if you lit cotton on fire and it started burning and just dropping off and falling from the sky. And then everybody of course is running for their lives. Yeah. It was pretty horrifying. That sounds gnarly. I'm not going to lie. It was cool. I was glad it was a dream. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, it wasn't. It'd be pretty cool. Also, it'd be a little wacky because clouds are just water. So it'd have to be some sort of gas in the in the clouds. I bet I bet what uh what what planet has like gas rain or 
I don't know. One of those cool, cool planets where they don't have water. Instead, they have like flammable liquid. And then they also have clouds. You could light one of those clouds up. That'd be dead. Right. Anyway, what's the next dream? Okay. Well, so we posted this on the Vent Lab Facebook page, which, by the way, if you haven't noticed, it is no longer Vent Lab with Nathan and Bex. Facebook has finally allowed us to, over a process of three months, change it over to just vent lab yeah so if you haven't been there in a while head on over to the vent lab facebook page we like to post lots of questions and things so that you can interact with us when we're not doing a live stream like tonight which you guys also voted on and decided you didn't want to see our lovely faces you just wanted to hear us tonight they hate us rebecca no they don't hate us they just can only take so much of us you know you can only take so much of a good thing yeah, and to be fair, things are a little bit, uh, as the kids say, scuffed. It's like a zoo moment. out there, right? But not necessarily in the good sense. Okay, but so kind of. so people posted their crazy quarantine dreams, which this is the thing: people are everywhere having crazy quarantine dreams. So Jennifer said hers included a white cat, mm-hmm. moonlight, and police sirens. Wow. <clears throat> well, here's the good news. There is no bad news. Oh, there you go, Jennifer. The white cat, as opposed to a black cat, which typically insinuates bad luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, the white cat uh, brings good luck, good well, tidings, look at that, if you Jennifer, will. Jennifer, in a time where we're all having some bad luck. She's going to have her own luck. personal white cat moment, if you will. <laughs> and the moonlight? Now, the moonlight, see, the moonlight and the sirens actually go hand in hand. Because the moonlight is actually, uh, what's her name, Jennifer? Yes, this is Jennifer. Jennifer. She is the moon in this situation. Now, the thing about the moon is it's far removed from what's going on the earth. Okay. But, but it shines amongst the darkness. Oh, Jennifer. The police sirens is something that she's going to witness and she's going to be a light in that uh, moment of possibly fear, possibly panic, possibly danger in somebody's life. And she's she's gonna she's gonna she's not in danger. She's just witnessing. No, 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 no. And she's, she's going to be a light from the danger to the person who is in danger, right? Or to those who are who are dealing with it. Yeah. Thank you, Joseph. Or <clears throat> I mean Nathan. <laughs> All right. This You're welcome. okay? Are you ready for the next dream? Uh, hit me with it. Okay, Maggie. Her three were mermaids. World War Three. And the deed to her house. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you need a second to think on this one? Um, you know, I don't think I do. Um, now, I, I know Maggie, personally. She has a very artistic mind. And what I... Wait, did she say World War Three? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mermaids, World War Three, and the deed to her house. Oh, it doesn't yeah, sound good it. to me. I I don't know. I'm not a dream interpreter, but I'm gonna say this is bad news for Maggie. 
Yeah, yeah, this one's a little bit more personal. Um, and for Maggie's sake, I won't get into all of the details. <laughs> um, like the butterfly effect thing. <laughs> she can't know too much. <laughs> right. Well, I just, you know, I don't want to, <clears throat> like, just broadcast her her personal uh, marriage uh, oh. situations. Oh. Okay. All right. Here's what's going to happen. Have you ever seen, um, oh shoot, what is it called? Oh, just, uh, 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 H2O Just Add Water TV series. With, uh, with mermaids? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in the series, there are mermaids, secretly mermaids, um, uh, and they are normal humans until they are touched by water and then they instantly, their fin goes, and they become a mermaid. That's inconvenient. Now it's a secret. It's very inconvenient, and it's a secret because if people found out, then they would try to like capture them and probably sell them or study them or whatever. So it's a secret. Um, here's what's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to come to be, but Maggie will probably, in this situation, will probably be a curse. Be cursed with this power, if you will. No, please, no, touch. no. I no. Uh, yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, no! I know. I, I listen. I don't make the rules here. Okay, I'm just interpreting dreams. I can't make this stuff up. I just gotta let it flow. Okay, so she's go right. she's going to be cursed with this. She's gonna be cursed with this power. Where if she touches water, she becomes a mermaid. Maggie's now this is gonna a put a lot of stress. On her I can imagine. marriage. I could imagine. Uh, you, uh, so much stress. You could say it'd be like World War Three in their oh house. Oh my gosh. Right? It's it, just constant battles back and forth, bickering, whining, groaning, possibly throwing things. Oh, oh stay away from the faucet. Oh, Clay just splashed water on Maggie. Well, now she's helpless. Now she's floundering around on the floor, helpless. Okay. It's World War Three. Okay, right? but what about the deed to her house? I'm getting there. This is going to be <laughs> so extreme. So extreme that I need you to explain exactly what the deed is. I believe that is like the ownership of the house. That's the, right. the paperwork okay. that says uh, she owns she's gonna, this house. She's going to get kicked out because it's too much and Clay owns the house. And he's just trying to protect their kids. And she probably just needs to live in water. I'm sorry. I'm jumping in on the dream interpretation thing here. No, I no, can't no. help myself. But I assume that's the case. Yeah. And see, eventually she probably will uh, move move further south or, or north or east or west or really anywhere other than the Midwest um, towards water. Mm -hmm. Technically, she doesn't have to. She could go camp out in the bathroom for a little bit if she touches water. But... um. Yeah, so this really dream sorry. was more of like a matter of fact, like just plain and simple. You're going to be a mermaid. It, it, yeah. You didn't have well, to read yeah. into this one too much. No, not as much. Uh, I mean, she does eventually lose her, her, her house and assuming probably her marriage. So that's oh, a little rough. But, but you are a mermaid now. So, you know, plus she's pregnant at the moment. So I don't really know how the whole water breaking oh, thing goes. That's probably the moment she's going to be revealed. Yeah. So she probably have to have an at-home birth. A water birth, probably. <laughs> but I guess. 
Okay, I've got one more. I'm going to give you one more, okay? Okay. All right, Cindy. She had a dream that included Sam's Club, Chuck Roast, and competition. This one's kind of stumping you, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sam's Club, Chuck Roast, and a competition for Cindy. All right, here's what's going to happen, Cindy, and I'm not... Uh, well, I'll just tell you. <clears throat> here's what's going to happen. The competition and Sam's Club, those two go hand in hand. Um... There is no competition at Sam's Club, if that's what you're guessing. The competition is Sam's Club. Cindy is going to create her own type of market. It's not Costco. It's not Sam's Club, but it is right there, right up there with them. In fact, she's going to blow Costco out of the water. We'll call it uh, we'll call it Cindy Supermarket. The Cindy Market. All right, we'll call it the Cindy Market. The Cindy Market... It's going to absolutely blow Costco out of the water, kick them out. In fact, buy their building and inhabit it, all right? Mm -hmm. Right across the highway from Sam's Club and uh, direct competition with Sam's Club. Now, here's the thing about Sandy, and she doesn't know this yet, but she is actually related to Mr. Walmart, who, by the way, owns (gasps) Sam's Club. Oh, my gosh. Plot twist. She's related to Sam Walton. She's going to figure this out later. And they're actually going to be at Thanksgiving together. Now, the thing about this family is that because they own Walmart and Sam's Club and now the Cindy Market, uh, they're very rich and they don't have turkey on Thanksgiving. Instead, they have roast. And here's the thing. There's going to be some arguing, some back and forth bickering between Cindy and Sam Walton. Because, of course, she's kind of putting Sam Walton out of business with Sam's Club and all that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, uh, well... He's going to chuck the roast at her. <clears throat> and it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be a good uh, image by any means for him or for Cindy because she's going to have a uh, chucked roast or just a roast all over her clothes and everything. But it's going to happen. There's going to be a falling out from her newfound family. And uh, eventually the stock market will crash and she'll have to close Cindy Market and Sam's Club will prevail. Alrighty then. I'm sorry. I'm not. I don't make it up, dude. That's your dream, not mine. There you go, Cindy. There so you go. And that's it. Okay, Nathan. Have you had any of these strange quarantine dreams? I have, and it's weird because I typically don't have dreams, but I have had a few. Wait, 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 wait. You don't typically have dreams? No, I sleep straight through the night. And if you were to ask me, like, what did you dream about? I'd be like, I have no idea. I read once that people don't not dream. It's just sometimes you don't remember the dream, but I hardly ever remember the dream. Um, but I think I, I think I talked about one of the dreams maybe Friday or last Tuesday. Yeah, I think, it was, I think it was Friday. I don't know. The days are all okay. kind of blurring together. Honestly, I thought today was Thursday for a lot of it, and I thought yesterday was Wednesday for a lot of it. Yesterday um, was Wednesday. But, but yeah. No, yesterday was Tuesday. Oh, my gosh. Yep. <laughs> well, there we go. That proves there my point. Go. Okay, give me give me the top three things from your most recent dream. 
I'm going to try and interpret this for you. I'm not an expert or anything. I mean, nobody would call me a dream interpreter, but I'm going to give it a shot. Okay, okay, okay. Um, forest. Okay. Vitrification. Wait, what? And darkness. Hold on, hold on. Vetrification? Vitrification, yeah. You're going to have to tell me what that means. Well, I'm not sure what that means. Well, then and how do you... I, I actually woke up in the middle of the night and had to Google it. And you still don't know what it means? Um, I, I think my, my understanding... Now, granted, I read this at probably like 3 a.m. I think my understanding of vitrification is it's the process of like melting down a non-metal, like pottery. Like... Like, if you were to fuse two pieces of pottery that were already, like, hardened together kind of thing, mm -hmm. basically, like you would with, like, a metal, almost a weld, I guess, but you you would, like, melt down this this pottery. You get it so hot, and I think there's, like, some chemical reactions that go along with it. Hold on. I think, let's but, ask like I said, Siri. I read that at, like, 3 a.m. Siri, so what's vetrification mean? Uh, she said vitrify. Convert vitrify into glass or glass-like substance, typically by exposure to heat. Yeah. So glass okay, or so, uh, so forest, vitrification, and what was the you last could, thing? You could even say vitrify because that was actually the word. Uh, and darkness. Forest, vitrify, and darkness. Okay. Nathan, this isn't all bad, Okay. It's not all good, but it's not all bad. So when we're, when we're talking about the forest, this is something you're going through where you feel kind of like you're in a dark space. And there's, you may feel kind of lost and not have a clear direction of where you're going. But if you keep following the sun you're going to find your way out of it, but it's going to be a while before you see the light at the end of the tunnel, okay? Now, this whole vitrify thing, it's a, a process, in case you aren't aware, it's a process of forming something into glass, which takes extreme heat, which means you're going to go through something that's going to put you through a lot of pressure or stress. But when you come out of it on the other side, it's going to grow you and it's going to create something beautiful out of the experience that you went through. Um, now the whole darkness thing, well, that's the bad news because even though you've made it through the forest and now you've been formed into something beautiful, you're going to end up in a dark place regardless. I'm really, Dang. I'm really sorry to tell you that. No, that's okay. You're going to die. So. A fiery from, death. From fiery clouds, yeah. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just really it's okay. bad. That's fine. It's about uh, what I expected. So. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have had a really difficult time at work lately coming up with some good story ideas. Like we have a newsroom meeting every day 
which I told you guys last time that we're doing bingo. Sam and I, Six Foot Sam and I, are doing bingo during the meeting. Let me tell you, it is going great, though I have not won bingo yet. Um, I've come really, really close, and I'm really holding out for hope for tomorrow. Our bingo card is fantastic. And maybe Friday during the live stream, I will read you some of the squares on our bingo card. Give you a little insight to our morning news meetings. Anyway, um, it's been difficult to come up with stories because everything is coronavirus. Like, no matter what way you turn, everything everybody is experiencing has to do with coronavirus. So stories can get kind of monotonous. Well, the other night... I decided to go do some exploring because we moved out to Lansing, Kansas. I don't know. Is it like six months ago now? October, is it only six October, months ago? October, November, December, January, February, March. Yeah, it's basically been six months. Um, so I don't know my way around very well. And we're kind of out in Cowtown here. Like there's a lot of country and not a lot of town. So I started exploring, like instead of turning right towards town, I was like, I'm going to turn left and just keep going that direction. Well, I came across this old building, like you looked at it and you knew it was old. And then upon further observation, there was a bunch of gravestones, like really old gravestones in front of it. So I drove up to it and I was like, I got to check this place out. Well, it was like all like gated off. But not like a fence. It was like a cable. That was, was it like at night time with a full moon? Out no, it was right at sundown. So it was beautiful. Oh, like it's up on top of a hill. You can see the sun setting over the graveyard. Yeah, it was really gorgeous. I took lots of pictures, posted them on my Facebook page. Go check it out there. Um, anyway, so um, there's a plaque on this old, what it looked like a barn. Like I... I didn't even know like what the building was. So I went up and read the plaque and the plaque says that it was called little stranger church. And I'm like, well, that's strange. Why is it called? <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why is it called little stranger church? Well, I didn't realize it, but it was on stranger road, which totally makes sense. But I guess this building was built in like 1868 or something like that. Late 1800s. And, so I read the little plaque. It has some cool history to it. And I walked around and looked at some of the gravestones. And there was gravestones like guy born in like 1700 and something and died in 1800 and something. And I was like, wow, like these are really, really old gravestones. This is really a cool thing. And then I came across some that was like children, like two years old, five years old, um, and a lot of them died in the same year. And in my mind, when I like come across stuff like that, I like to create stories of like what happened. And there was this one tombstone that like really, really stood out to me because the names on it were so cool. Like they're obviously older names that you don't hear more, but it was also the age of the child that died. It says Rudolph. The name is Rudolph, son of Rufus and Augusta Klinkenberg. The dates on this tombstone are 1894 to 1896. 
So, yeah, that's really sad. But it was also during a time where there was a lot of settlement in the area because the government had given away land for free if you could get to it and settle it in time. So anyway, this this church property was purchased. It's like um, two acres for like $30 back in 18-something-something. And all these people decided they were going to get together and they were going to create this church, this little stranger church for the community. But 50 years after they opened up this church and lots of great things happened in it, the Spanish flu hit. (gasps) Yes. The Spanish flu pandemic hit. And in 1919, the government ordered all public gathering places closed. So all their churches had to close. But this little stranger church, those doors never opened again. And the congregation never gathered in this little church. Whoa, that sounds kind of familiar. Not the last part, but the first part. And it's weird to like walk around and see the gravestones that were from around that time and think like, oh my gosh, did those people die of the Spanish flu? And I have no confirmation that that's true. But like I said, I like to create stories in my head. And there was like some where like, like the mom and three of the kids died, like what all in the, the same time period. What year did the Spanish flu hit? This was like 1918, 1919. And the Spanish flu actually went on for quite a while because traveling during that time period was a lot slower than it was here. And around train stations, that's where the hot spots were for the Spanish flu. Also, it was wartime. So when soldiers were going over to other countries, they were spreading the Spanish flu wherever the soldiers mm. were going. And so, though we're in the middle of a pandemic now, this is going to start and end a lot quicker than the, sp- the Spanish flu did in the early 1900s. Well, I feel like I just gave you like total history right there. Yeah, you're quite the Spanish flu <laughs> connoisseur now, apparently. Okay, I did learn a lot about the Spanish flu when the coronavirus hit because I talked to like a Spanish flu expert that was that somebody who had studied that time period, and they were relating the two things of what's different about this pandemic from that one. So that's how, that's how I know any of that information. They're Spanish fluent. Yeah. Anyway, okay. <laughs> so I ended up doing a story for KMBZ on this little stranger church and found out that information about it being shut down. Also, it was rumored that the road that where this church was built was built right over the top of where all of the um, covered wagons went through the land and created like ruts on the Santa Fe Trail. Oh. Yeah. So that's kind of a cool little fact. Um, finish the story of the church it did not reopen as a church but 10 years later after the whole pandemic had gone away and it was safe to gather again um, a 4-h group opened it back up to perform a play there and then it became like a community gathering spot and um, over like the last six years they've actually been gathering on the property and having like pie socials to raise money for the restoration of this church and then they got it as a historical landmark like registered as a historical landmark and they've gotten all this funding so now they're almost they're in the final phase of the restoration of this building and they're going to reopen it for um, the community to be able to gather there wow yeah 
but we just got hit with another pandemic. So hopefully <laughs> yeah, dude, that I, won't stop what's happening. It's like a hundred years later. It's a hundred years after the first pandemic. They're in the process of trying to reopen those doors and another pandemic hits. Like, what? Are you kidding me? Now, I'm not superstitious. You're just a little stitious. I'm just a little stitious. <laughs> and uh, if I was part of the committee that was trying to rebuild this thing and the pandemic hit and we had to stop rebuilding this building that initially went out of business due to a pandemic nearly exactly 100 years ago, I'd be like, Psh, sorry, guys, I'm out. Nope, that's the sign. That's the sign. I don't know what happened here a hundred years ago but it's still cursed i wanted Strange to ask the cursed. question like did you happen to dig up or discover something that on it it said do not open if you open a pandemic will be released upon the world and they opened it yeah I've, uh, i wouldn't surprise <laughs> The cause of this pandemic happened at Little Stranger Church right here in Lansing, Kansas. Or Leavenworth. I think this building is actually in Leavenworth, Kansas. I, dude, this I feel like somebody could make a movie out of this. It was a really good story. Like, I just thought it was a really cool building. And then, like, the more I found out about it, the better it got. Like, like oh, I, I love when I find cool stories like that. I don't know who did what. But they shouldn't have done that. They should not have done that thing because now the place is cursed. Also, I hate it whenever there's like a cemetery uh -huh. or a graveyard, I guess. Because I think a cemetery is like its own standalone thing. I could be wrong. But anyway, I hate it when there's like a graveyard on the same property as another building. It just seems like, oh, what do you guys keep out there? Oh, that's where, oh, that's just where we store the dead people. <laughs> Yeah, just right out there. Yeah, we put little rocks right above them so we can remember uh, who we buried where. See, it only creeps me one. out if it's fresh. Like, if there's, like, new people newly buried there, but, like, like when they've been buried there for a really long time, I feel pretty okay with that. I, I think I'm the opposite, actually. Really? Because the older the grave, like, I feel like the more ominous the death was. Oh. You know? Like, like the this Spanish flu. Yeah, I mean, if, if they were like 90 years old, I'm like, okay, the dude just finally croaked. Like, obviously, they just died of old age. But, like, if it's like a younger person that died, then I'm like, ooh, what bad thing happened to this person? What were mm -hmm. their family feeling during that time? And, oh, man, I just, I get, I, I think too deeply into it, I think. I, I was thinking spooky. about those things when I was reading the gravestone, but it didn't bother me. Like, I let the sunset while I was there and yeah, no, I had no fears at all. Boot scooting boogied right out of there. <laughs> uh, the only thing I can compare this story to, like when I'm talking about finding like really unique stories like that, is when I first started at KMBZ, I got sent to the story for the demolition of an old building somewhere in like Kansas City, Missouri. And it was supposed to be just a real basic story of go there and find out how long this demolition is going to take and um, why it's important that we demolish old buildings. 
I think that was like the gist of the story. But when I got there, there was this elderly man and his wife standing off to the side watching the building be demolished. And I was standing like in, on the same side of the street as them. And I said, you know, oh, are you here to watch the building be demolished? And he was like, I used to work here. This is actually where I met my wife. And I was like, oh, like, oh, this could be a really cute story. It developed into this amazing story. Yes, he did meet his wife there. It was like a place where they made parts for stoves. So it wasn't like they were making really cool stuff there. But the experience that they had there, there was a group of them that started making um, like jazz music in the back room after work each night. Well, this music group actually was on. um, Oh, what TV show was it? I don't think it. What's the what's the old TV show with like the grandma Beverly Hillbillies? Yes, Beverly Hillbillies. Sure. Are you serious? Do you not know what Beverly Hillbillies I, is? I, I do. You just said what's the old show with the okay. grandma, and I it was like basically every old show. That's true. Okay, so Beverly Hillbillies. So there was like this group that played music like in the mountains or something. Like they were hillbillies, obviously, and um, that. It was this group that performed at this building that was being torn down. This is where they started, like, becoming a group, and then they became, like, television stars. Huh. Yeah. And he was there to get a brick from the building to take home with him. Oh, nice. Yeah. So- was he sad about it, or was he, like, as probably smart? No, I mean, it. I think he was torn both ways. Like, it was sad to see it go, but also it had fallen into disrepair and really was a blight on the city. And mm-hmm. so I think it was just, you know, just wanted a brick from it to say, this is where my wife and I got our start and some great memories there and walk away. Oh. How nice. <laughs> it was really nice. <laughs> I just like stories like that. Yeah, that's why you're a good reporter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I posted something on our on the Vent Lab Facebook page again the other day because it's easy to get discouraged right now. And I don't know about you, but I like have a roller coaster of emotions from being like perfectly fine and loving being in quarantine to like, you know what? This is really hard to deal with. And I don't like all of this change. And now everything's going to change again when we go back and and nothing's ever going to be the same. Like I start to like panic over those things. And so I started thinking on like some really good memories. And so I asked this question on Facebook. Let me, let me find what the question is. Um, Besides the obvious big ones, what's a moment you wish you could relive? Cause I was thinking about like all the things that we did before we had to stay at home, which is, you know, everything else. What were those things that were like those defining moments? And when I say not the obvious ones, I'm like, not when you got married, not when you had kids, like stuff like that. And so we got some really good responses. Luke Yardley said, getting to fly a helicopter. Me and my friend got a lesson on how to fly a training helicopter. Seriously? Luke Yardley got to fly a helicopter. I didn't know that. I didn't even know he could drive a car. (laughs) I think that's awesome. 
I got to ride in a helicopter once, and I thought that was a pretty amazing experience. But to fly one? That's pretty cool. Sounds dope. Um, Jeanette Stevenson said, standing on Dingle Peninsula in Ireland and soaking in the beauty while the breeze blew through my hair. It was magical. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds incredible. Um, <laughs> what, was the, what was the island? Dingle Peninsula. <laughs> you think? Do you think there's any? <laughs> you think there's any like shrubbery, any berries <laughs> in this location? Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> Dingleberry. <laughs> oh gosh. Right. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. You took, just took that beautiful moment away. I know. Right. Samantha Rose, she said, my husband coming from home from his first deployment. I wish I understood all the things he was going through that day and the day after on a level I do know. On the level I do know. That's cool. Hmm. Yeah. That is an interesting way of looking at it. Like, not only wanting to go back and re-experience the whole thing, but also want to go back with the knowledge you now have to experience it. With the wisdom you've gained mm -hmm. over the years. Ashlyn Shipley says, being 10 years old and walking home from the swimming pool on a hot summer day, laying down on my front porch and watching the sky fade from blue to pink, whilst my mom hands me a banana popsicle. Okay, I don't know if Ashlyn and I had the same childhood or what, but that totally took me back. Like, yeah. I know, Nathan, you have a swimming pool like on your property. So yeah, I don't know that you, own. like, had to walk a long distance to the swimming pool. But I remember as a kid riding my bike to the swimming pool every day and just getting to hang out and play with my friends. And then, you know, the ride back home, like, oh, my gosh, those memories and the banana popsicle. That's like my son's favorite thing right now is banana popsicles. Yeah, dude. We should ask whenever it gets closer to summertime. We should put this one in the bank. Okay. Of uh, pe people's childhood summer memory. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember when we had summers off and you just got to play and have fun and do all these great things? And I, <laughs> when my yeah. son, he graduated from high school last year and he started a full-time job right away. And he was like, I want to look forward to summer, but I know I just have to work full-time now like I don't get a summertime and I'm like welcome to adulthood like that's <laughs> like the biggest shock is like not having like summers off to do whatever you want yeah you know I I remember it wasn't too long ago <laughs> I was your son's age <laughs> and uh I remember that dilemma of like dang dude I'm so excited to not have school and then you're like oh but i'll still work and now yeah. i'm i don't have school at all and quite frankly i would take working year round over having school during the spring and fall yeah i, think. I, think I, I agree really with you college. because you do get paid college. so that you can go you can go do stuff now yeah and so you can like plan time off and afford to go do stuff if you're working a job and getting paid. 
Also, if we're going into the summer and now my son doesn't have a job and might not be able to get one for a little while longer. So he might get his wish and get, no. oh. get some summertime. <laughs> what you wish for? <laughs> Unfortunately, there's nothing we can do, but you know. Yeah, summer. now I I feel like such a freaking old grump now because I'm like, dang it. Now the summertime, all these kids are going to be home. They're not going to have any <laughs> school. Or why, why, why don't they get a job? Why don't they get a job? They're not doing anything. They're How just are you becoming an games. old man so fast? Well, I'll, 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 take, I'll bring it back to my age. I get upset because uh, they're all playing video games now and they beat me. Because oh, they're all home. You're just, just not playing good games. at video games. Yeah, that's another thing. I don't know if you knew this or not, but your skills in video games decrease. Pretty st The incline's pretty steep once you hit a certain age threshold, and I'm getting real close. <laughs> Are you just losing practice time? Is that the problem? Um, I don't think... Well, yes, but no, because I used to like do school and stuff. Now it's like... For the most part, I'm, I've am i only worked part-time jobs. I haven't really had a full-time job yet in my life, except for when I was in Springfield. So not that I don't have as much practice time. I just can't adapt as quickly. It's it's like the whole, like, in movies and stuff, the young kids are always, like, fast and agile and everything, but then the old guys have wisdom. And so it's like... Oh, yeah, I can handle these situations smarter, but they just freaking blow through everything like it's nothing, and I can't keep up with these kids, Rebecca. Oh, Nathan. Anyway, we can okay. stop talking about well, video games and first world problems. Another good memory that people like to relive is their prom, and unfortunately, that's not a memory I have that I can relive because hey, I didn't, I didn't get to go to my prom. You didn't go to prom either. Correct. Correct. But there's a lot of students out there that were looking forward to their senior prom this year that do not get to go. And for those kids, I am so sad because I know how hard it is to miss your senior prom. And I'd like to tell you that someday you'll get over it, but you probably won't. But this girl here in Kansas City, Missouri, her dad made sure that she would have a prom memory. This is from uh, KMBC Channel 9 had this story. Kara Richardson, she was brokenhearted that the coronavirus canceled her prom. She went to, oh, I don't even want to try and pronounce that high school's name. Winnetonka High School? I think you nailed it. Right? Okay. She'd already bought her dress. She got her shoes. She had everything planned out for the big night. But her dreams were dashed when school was closed and school activities were canceled because of the virus. So that's when her dad, Kevin Richardson, saved the day. Here is some audio from when he surprised her with a prom in the driveway. Okay, so this was a surprise driveway prom. It took place last Saturday night, the same night her prom was originally supposed to happen. And her dad, that song is a song from a dad to his little girl. And he 
met his daughter in the driveway with a rose. He had like tiki torches lit around the driveway and he danced with his daughter in the driveway. And it totally made me cry when I watched this video. Like how sweet is that for dad to go out and make sure that his daughter still had a special prom night? Mm -hmm. I should probably ask uh, before I I become a dad myself and Mm -hmm. I'm faced with this. Because my family didn't do prom or anything, none of mm-hmm. my sisters really cared about it. Uh huh. Is prom actually a big deal? Oh, prom. Like I know, I I know that you like joke about it, kind of uh-huh. about missing it and everything. Oh, there's no joking but- there. Like it's legit a big deal, Nathan. I I think especially for a girl because she has a dream about wearing the fancy dress, and this guy that she's had a crush on taking her out and she falls in love like uh, girls just we have these dreams like that this is going to happen and it's like you're finally an adult when you get to dress up like that and go out to a fancy dinner and pay a lot of money for the dinner and it and it's like the last hurrah with your friends before you graduate you're all getting together for that final dance like yeah I think for most people, it is a really big deal. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't speak for the guys, but for the girls, yeah. It's something we always look forward to our entire life. And when the guy you ask to take you because you're dating him says he doesn't want to go, and so you just don't go because you really like him, and you know someday you're going to marry him, you just remind him of that constantly for the rest of his life. Yeah. My roommate in uh, college had a TV. He used a TV that he won at his prom. And that's the only time in my life I've ever wished that I went to prom. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, honestly, I don't know what high school he went to. But I don't, I, I mean, maybe. You know what? It could be any high school because I've never been to prom. So I don't know what oh. people get at proms. But if... If I missed out on a TV as well because of not going to prom, that's just going to add to the list. Yeah, dude. He had like a it was a nice TV. And I think you said somebody won a PlayStation 3 at the same prom. I don't know. Well, it was in, wow. He was in Florida, so that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Florida prom. That's where I'm taking my kids. To <laughs> Pack them up. You're going to Florida. Yeah. You want a prom worth going to? We're going to Florida. Okay, so while while we are already crying, I've got to tell you about this story, Nathan. Oh, we're crying? Well, that was really sweet when the dad... Okay, I'm, sorry, okay, I'm crying. Anyway, so I don't know where this guy lives. He has an accent, so I don't think it's here in America. But th- is, this man... Hold on, real is, quick. What does the accent sound like? I, I want your best no, impression. I, no, I can't do it. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> You're not getting it. I'm sorry, Nathan. So anyway, Ken, I think he lives in like an assisted living facility. His wife passed away several years ago. And every night he sleeps with a photo of her. And so um, I think it was... It says one of the carers. So maybe one of... I don't know what a carer is. 
but maybe one oh, of the... Oh, I think it's somebody who cares. Okay. One of the, As opposed to somebody the workers who doesn't. or a caregiver, maybe a caregiver, um, had a pillow made for him with his wife's picture on it. And so they present it to him. Now, when you listen to this audio, I'm going to tell you, the girl walks in. He's at, he doesn't know what's going on. She says she has something for him. She hands him the pillow and he is elated, but that quickly turns around. I got you a present. Hey? I got you a present. What's that, darling? Ha! Oh! Oh! Oh, my God. He starts crying. That is just the sweetest thing ever. Like, he's so excited. And then later on in the video, he talks about how beautiful she looks in the picture. And it's just, oh, my gosh. It makes me so sad for him that he lost his wife, but so excited that these people were so kind to go out and do this for him and that it meant so much to him. There's good people out there in the world. That's an encouraging story. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I was I was thinking about it. That's that's sad. I mean, it's exciting. It's happy. It's a good. It's story. happy and it's sad all at the same time. Yeah. His his emotion, like at first, he's like, oh, huh. oh. Yeah. It anyway. quickly turns. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't want to leave on a sad note here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this around real quick. Um, first yeah. of all, I have a joke that I wanted to to tell you tonight because I came across this earlier this week and I was like, I'm going to save this for Nathan. Okay, you okay. ready? Are you ready for this? Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Where do you take someone that gets injured from playing peekaboo? Uh... Oh. I don't know where. <laughs> the ICU. ICU, yeah. <laughs> You are laughing. That is such it's, a great joke. I'm going to. Use, I got I'm going it, to. By the way, I'm going to wear that joke out this week. I know you don't expect me to do stuff like that, but this is one I'm going to use until everybody I know has heard this joke. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of the uh, say, say lettuce, spell cup. Did you ever do that as a kid? Oh. <laughs> to do it in my mind i was like yeah. i'm not going to trust you to say this one out loud you you've played tricks on me before that you've made me say things that weren't very nice <laughs> and i'm yeah. not going to bring any of those up right now that's fine just don't say ice cream in a southern accent <laughs> oh it's so funny though ice cream in a southern in a southern accent. Yep, that's a good one. Okay, on the podcast on Friday, we were talking about my husband's famous grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh, yeah. yeah. And one of our listeners, and I am so sorry, but I can't remember who it was that suggested it. But one of our listeners asked if I had tried it with mayo on it before. And that kind of creeped me out. But because I love our listeners, I was going to give it a try. So my husband on Saturday made me this famous grilled cheese sandwich, but he added mayo to it. And of course, 
um, because I'm on radio and we do a podcast, I recorded my audio. Here's my reaction. M- mayo in the place of butter. Yes. Okay. Just, just want to clarify. Okay. Is it good? It's not, it's not bad. <laughs> it's really, ew. I think it just makes it feel like oilier. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. It wasn't horrible. Like, I ate the entire thing. Mm -hmm. But when I say it makes it, like, oilier, it was... The other sandwich didn't taste or feel oily at all, and this one was oily. And that's not... That wasn't a texture, a taste, a feeling that I liked. Oil... See, I don't know. Wait, so your butter, your your grilled cheese with butter, don't feel like oily. Like uh-huh. you don't have to like wipe your hands off. Um, after well, eating them? yeah, but this this was the next level of oil I wasn't ready for. Oh, uh, what kind of what kind of mayo do you guys get? I think it's called mayo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the stuff. Yeah. Well, Nathan, hmm. I know you can't see how long we've been recording for, but it's the end of the show. I actually can. I've been recording oh, on my side look at so you. that I could watch the time. <laughs> also, if you're wondering why I'm leading the show, it's because I have all the controls here at my house while Nathan is at his house because, of course, it's uh, the pandemic and we're in quarantine and nobody is allowed to leave their house. And the control freak part of me is absolutely going nuts every time we record. Like, mentally, I'm hitting sound effects. Uh-huh. I'm not even kidding. I'm just like... Unacceptable! Yeah, so when yep. you hear the the buttons getting pushed randomly, it's because I'm really excited that I finally get to push the button. Yeah, it's Rebecca. It's all Rebecca. <laughs> I, I legitimately hey. thought. All right. Well, I thought about <laughs> buying. I thought about buying uh, a board for here uh-huh. so that I could do the same thing here and once again be in control. Uh-huh. But all my 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 sound effects and everything are at your house yeah, anyway. You're so. going to have to wait till this pandemic's over. <sighs> which hopefully will be very soon. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you on Friday for the live stream every Friday on facebook.com forward slash vent lab. We have a special guest on Friday. Do we? Do we? Yes, we have a special guest joining us on Friday. We have a special guest on I Friday. I am not going to reveal who it is. But I'm going to tell you, this person is very popular on TikTok, and it is a sacrifice for them to take some time away from their famous TikToking to join oh us gosh. briefly on Friday. You asked for it, not you, Nathan. The listener uh, asked for it. Listeners asked for it, and they're going to get what they asked for. I don't know if they'll like it. Uh, but it's happening. Special guest on Friday. All right. So Rebecca and the special guest will see you guys on Friday. I will probably <laughs> be in the bathroom puking or somewhere hitting my head up against the wall. Uh, <laughs> it's getting over you too. Uh, but yeah, so there's that. Live, uh, live streams Friday, recorded Tuesday, Friday, podcast, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast thanks for listening we appreciate you guys my name is nathan and i'm rebecca we out oh 
afternoon, good evening, and good night.